Welcome back, everybody, to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. I'm your host, AJ Richards, and in this episode, we are talking about failure. It's become one of the focuses and works of my life to understand for myself the importance of being willing and open to failure as a tool to grow rather than something to fear and avoid. In this episode, you may hear some interaction with other people. I run a free coaching class every Sunday night, and I decided to take the conversation that was there and make it available for you on the podcast because it is great information I would like to share it with you. If you're interested in that free coaching group, please check us out. Uh, You can go to my Facebook page, Dream Big, Play Bigger, And uh, right there in the announcements section, there's some information on how you might be able to join that group and attend the call with us live every Sunday. Enjoy. Please leave a review and share with your friends. Talk to you soon. Tonight's call, I want to talk about failure and how failure creates opportunity to develop a winning routine. So it's not just about failure, right? And it's interesting, these, these conversations we have they always kind of bleed into one another and something that keeps coming up more frequently in almost every conversation about self-development and growth is ego, imposter syndrome, and fear. Make sense? Like you guys can probably identify those same reoccurring like foundational topics in almost everything we discuss. And so again, you're going to hear that tonight in our call about failure. You're going to definitely hear fear, right? Fear of failure and all that goes along with that. And also imposter syndrome and how that can show up and keep us from being willing to push forward and to continue to fail, choosing to fail. And the value that is in living a life where failure as a choice rather than failure as a consequence that you're trying to avoid. Does that make sense? There's a very real distinction there. Failure as a choice is something you choose to do, leaning into an area of your life that you haven't mastered, that you might enjoy doing, and it's a choice to step into that, where failure as a consequence can be felt and heard as, if I do this, I'll fail, therefore I need to avoid it, right? So, What is failure? So definition of failure is failure is the state or condition of not meeting a desirable or intended objective and may be viewed as the opposite of success. So isn't that interesting? Failure being viewed as the opposite of success. However, not one person ever succeeds by not going through failure. So they're hand in hand, right? So what as our relationship what is our relationship to failure? So I'm going to open this up for a quick uh, people to chime in. What's when you initially hear failure, what comes to mind right away? Um disappointment. Got it. Okay, good one. And anything else you want to say to that when you hear failure and you think disappointment, what else is there? Well, like, I know like there's so many things that I viewed myself as a failure in and then when like when I say that to myself it's followed by disappointment got it okay and when you think about disappointment are you thinking about disappointing yourself or others or what's what's there for you honestly so like in the past I would say it was probably most like me viewing myself as a disappointment to others Mm -hmm. now that 
Um, I, I know the promises that I make myself. Now it now I um I'm more aware of the disappointment that I feel if I break my commitment to myself. Mm, awesome. Did I say it? Did I say that right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Did that, so that, did that make sense? Yeah. So you're basically saying you're now your disappointment is attached to your personal integrity. Like if I say it, I'm gonna do it. And if I yeah. don't do it, then I'm at risk of my lock, my lack of integrity for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sum that up. Okay. Got it. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I get definitely get that. Who else? When you hear the word failure, um, feeling worthless. Mm, worthless. Yep. Self judgment. Right. Yep. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Who else? Um, not wanting to set goals. Um, um just that. What's the point? Um, yeah. When I think of. Yeah, got it. That reminds me of the dodgeball movie. When they asked the guy to set goals, he's like, I find if I never set goals, then I never disappoint myself. So I'm just not going to set any goals. <laughs> right? Yeah, I totally understand that. So what, it, what our relationship to failure can sometimes be broken down to is fear of judgment from others. Right? If I put myself out there and fail, there might be this hesitation because I'm going to fail and somebody's going to make fun of me or it's going to be like, yep, there he goes again trying to do more stuff just stay in your lane right I actually had somebody at my gym tell me one time when I had rush club and the gym going at the same time to not to stay in my lane basically to shut down the show and just focus on the gym and he said all of you Mormons are the same you get too distracted with all these other big ideas and then nothing works <laughs> yeah so which, by the way, had nothing to do with me, clearly, <laughs> right? But whatever was there for him. But I actually had somebody say that to me. It was very surprising. And this was somebody who believed they fully stood for me and my success, right? And so that's a highlight of their fear, their fear of failure. You know, they, they had a stable uh, job in a, uh, as a pilot. And pilots stay in that same career their entire life usually, right? And so going outside the box was not in his view. And so I could see it that way. So fear of judgment of others can be part of what keeps us from failure, fear of losing everything. So if I go for this, something in our head says, if I go for this, I might lose everything. I'm risking it all. And I, I don't want to do that, or I can't do that. That makes sense. Everybody have had that creep in fear of being a disappointment to other, to the ones we love. Like I'm trying for this thing and it doesn't work out and I let them down. Right. Or fear of letting ourselves down again. Definitely heard that from a few of you. So, so the failure, our relationship to failure is attached to so much fear. And it's usually fear, and I've said this before. So our fear can be attached to uh, failure, right? Or failure is attached to fear. And that quite often keeps people very limited. Okay, so what does failure do to us? So there's two ways I want to break this down. We have the untrained mind, right? So if you just start in the world of self-development, you have an untrained mind potentially. So you just get introduced to this whole idea that we aren't who we think we are. We are our actions, right? That's like very out there for a lot of people. You might have had conversations with people after being in 
coaching or wherever you're at in coaching and they're like looking at you like what or you find that you have a lot to offer because it's just so far out of their conversation and for us that's been in this work it's like that's common sense now right so to the untrained mind what does failure do to us well to the untrained mind it makes us scared failure can create fear to keep us from doing anything it makes us play small right we're not going to put ourselves out there I want that nine to five paycheck that's stable. I can count on somebody else. If I do it outside of that, then that gets a lot more scary, right? Some of you guys are in the nine to five and you found comfort in that. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five, but I'm just going to ask you to check in with yourself. How many of you have ever thought about doing something outside of that and then immediately stopped because of fear? Yeah. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Being aware of it, right? But that's where we start finding out the untrained mind. Staying in the house, we just might not go out anymore, right? We start putting ourselves in this hole where I'm not going to go experience life. The untrained mind is afraid of failure. To the untrained mind, we continue bad food habits because we don't want to fail again at the 20th time we've tried to lose weight, right? There's nothing wrong with 20 times. What that tells me is you're freaking resilient. You've kept trying over and over again. Now it's a matter of training your mind so you can let that go. So we continue bad food habits if we're not training our minds. We stay in a bad relationship because of fear of failure. Like maybe this is all there is for me. And so I'm going to put up with this relationship I'm in and it's not healthy. How many people know somebody that might resonate with that, right? I'm going to stay here because I'm afraid to fail. And at least I know this. We don't chase the career we really want because of fear of failure, right? There might be levels in the job you're in where there's career advancements, but it requires us to put ourselves out there into a world that we don't, we're not familiar with. Areas of, of that job that we haven't really dared to explore because I might fail. We, sign, we won't sign up for certain challenges, how many of you guys have ever thought, doesn't matter what it is, fitness or not, oh, I want to do that. And immediately there's this feeling of like, oh, hell no. And you back off because we're afraid to put ourselves out there. We don't travel and explore. How many of you would love to explore and travel more? And yet there's something about failing at that or a fear of that that keeps you stuck. Okay. So those are different areas as well that show up that can keep us from living life. And that's, that's the untrained mind. What, failure in the, to, uh, what does failure do to the untrained mind? To the trained mind, failure will lead to breakthroughs and growth. So if you're invested in this way of being and learning and understanding the value of failure, it, let me say that again, the value of failure, right? We're just, we're gonna change our language, the way we describe it, the way we even talk about it. When we change it from something that our brain says, oh my gosh, fight or flight, stay away, versus the value of failure, it will lead to growth and breakthroughs. We learn what works and what doesn't work. All of a sudden, we have access to new ways of being, to new, to new um, processes, right? Systems and processes. If you failed at something, why did you fail at it? Be willing to question it. Sometimes we fail, and we don't even want to turn around and look at what we failed at because of our fear, right? Because of failure. And it's keeping us away from that. But if we turn and look back at that environment, that experience, 
then what can we learn from that in that moment? We can create systems and processes. We can become resilient when we learn to accept failure. Resiliency builds character. We learn what we are capable of when we accept failure. What am I capable of, right? And can I, can I out-train that? Can I overcome that through what I've now discovered? We can learn how to move quickly from one failure to the next. The definition of success is the ability to move from one failure to the next fast, right? Or somebody who's successful. We can travel the world and not be afraid to fail. Go on all kinds of adventures. Take on new challenges and be willing to not be perfect. When we learn the value of failure, we learn that perfection is not needed here. See, perfection, when we accept it, is the, that, that, that idea of perfection is what keeps us from being willing to play so many big games. This idea that if I do it, it better be perfect, right? I better have it right before I start. And that can keep us from playing many big games. So what do you have to lose if you fail? Um, I would say I lose my health if, um, if nothing changes on food habits. And for um, breaking out big, um, I haven't actually had a nine-to-five job. I've been self-employed for over 16 years. So, um, but to push, push what I could, you know, become in that um, – would be just to lose it all and start start from you know scratch again. So those are the two things that come to mind for me. Got it. Yeah, I really appreciated how you shared what the what you have to lose if you with the uh, with the habits that don't serve you, right? Because we're kind of we were kind of focusing on failure going after something, but there's also what's there for you if you're not making those changes. So I appreciate you kind of bringing some awareness to that. That's perfect. Is it money, relationships, or images, or your image? Each time you choose to take on something new where there's a fear of failure, check in with yourself. One, uh, check in with yourself on the thoughts that are keeping you stuck. Okay, so when you have a chance to take some action new, just check in with the thoughts that are there. If you take time to be present, you may discover that what you're afraid to fail isn't even possible. So you may be wanting to take something on and the fear that's keeping you stuck, the fear of failure that's keeping you stuck is disappointing somebody. But there might be this fact that the only person to disappoint is you. And yet your mind is throwing all these images of fear of letting people down and it's not even real. But we won't even stop to question that fear, right? It's like you pause for me. It's like, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not going to die if I don't do this. I should go do that, right? But all of a sudden, we're flooded with these reasons and excuses to not take that on. Sometimes you may be able to narrow it down to a single person in your mind that might judge you. So when you pause and you think, what am I afraid of? Be with that feeling. Be with that thought for a minute and just see what comes up. You may be able to pinpoint a single individual. 
Now, when you do that, if you can see that person, ask yourself, one, do they care? Uh, excuse me. Do you care? And two, if they matter or really care, do you care about that person you're envisioning? Do you care if they care? And does it really matter if they care? Sometimes you might find that the person you're afraid of judging you is somebody from your past that just made fun of you and they're not even in your life anymore, right? If you were bullied when you were younger, what will keep you from putting yourself out there is images of the bullies of your past and they're not even in your sphere of influence. Pause, try to bring it, put a face to that fear and you might discover there's so much less value there than what you're your subconscious mind is giving it because it thinks it's keeping you safe. The other day when I posted the offer to create a, a creed, this was kind of funny because I was practicing on myself with what we're talking about. So the other day when I posted this opportunity for people to, to, to sign up to build their own creed, I found myself doing a bunch of busy work. Like I knew I wanted to make this video and put it out there to invite people for that course and I'm changing a light bulb in the light bulbs in the house that I've avoided changing for weeks. Not avoided, I just didn't bother, right? Now, all of a sudden, here's this thing I know I wanna do and it's the perfect time to go change those light bulbs. Why? Not because the light bulbs needed changing, but because my subconscious mind, my ego was keeping me out of doing something for fear of failure. Does that make sense? Like I was avoiding it for all these ridiculous reasons. It was anything that would distract me. I stopped myself and asked myself what I was avoiding. I had to. What am I avoiding here? I was afraid that I wasn't going to get any responses. So after questioning myself and getting myself right, yeah, deflecting, exactly. Getting myself right down on the court. What are you avoiding? It was like, oh, I'm worried that if I put myself out there, nobody's going to sign up and that's going to mean that I have no value and I'm not a good coach. That's so dumb. The truth is, if I don't put myself out there, I won't learn how to market myself, right? Because that's the world we live in. If you want people to hear your message and to come to you for, for education or for whatever, whatever you're doing, doesn't matter. I'm using myself as an example. I don't know the process of reaching people until I put myself out there and learn how to reach people. That makes sense, right? But yet what I was judging myself on or what I was avoiding was this idea that, or, or the fear that was there, that if nobody signed up, that was going to say something about me as a coach. So just don't do it. Well, how am I ever supposed to learn and grow all the other areas of my business if I'm not putting myself out there? And so, like Allison said, I was deflecting. I was changing light bulbs in the house. Wasn't bad enough that I was changing bulbs that were still on. They were definitely burnt out bulbs. <laughs> but I had that reasoning, right? That excuse. And so that's the invitation to pause and question what's really there. What can we learn from failure? What practices do we need to put into place to learn from the failure, right? Those practices are how we grow, and we don't know what those practices are until we fail at them, right? That's the catch-22. Until we fail, we don't know what else needs to change. Think about kids playing in, in soccer games or baseball or whatever. They don't get better until they fail first.
the simplest description is a baby learning how to walk. They fall over and over and over again, and yet they're willing to keep standing up because they haven't developed a language that's averse to failure. They just do because it's what they're in our DNA is known to be necessary to learn how to walk. If we took that same ability to be willing to fail as babies do when they learn to walk and applied it to our adult lives, imagine what we would create. I'm going to give you some examples of what we can learn from failure and who we can learn from from failure. This person was told he could never be famous actor because of his accent, that he was too big for any role on screen, like he was just a machine that nobody wanted to watch. He got his starring role and his breakout role as Conan the Barbarian. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, literally told that he won't be able to be a star. This person was homeless for three weeks. He was forced to sell his dog to pay for his electric bill while he was writing his first screenplay. He was rejected by 1,500 talent scouts. He wrote and starred in his movie Rocky and was the star of Rambo and The Expendables, Sylvester Stallone, right? This person was told she didn't have a face for television, that if she ever wanted to be in the film industry, she would have to be behind the camera. She would never be able to work on TV, and she was born into poverty. Forbes estimated that one year she gave away 276 cars, and she paved the way for talk show hosts and has her own network. That was Oprah Winfrey. This person was fired from the newspaper company he worked at because he lacked creativity. His first venture into cartoons went bankrupt. He lost control of one of his first creations, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now he's known for creating the happiest place on earth. And he created Mickey Mouse. Freaking Walt Disney, fired for not being creative. Talk about, you know, all of these people. He has a quote, all the adversity I've had in my life, all the troubles and obstacles have strengthened me and have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. This person was bullied as a child, rejected from three film schools. His first feature film was almost shut down due to delay and money problems. He created Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, and Jaws. Steven Spielberg. All good ideas start out as bad ideas. That's why it takes so long. This next person worked on as a janitor when he was 15 to help support his family. He dropped out of school at 16 booed off stage at his first comedy show. He's quoted saying, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance at doing what you love. Jim Carrey, booed off stage at his first comedy show. Seriously, right? These are people who stared failure in the face and kept going. 
This next person was born into a family that had no history of financial stability or success. Sexually abused as a child, dropped out of high school due to constant failing grades, and started two businesses that failed. Filed bankruptcy and was homeless for two months. Then he met, moved on to create the world's most popular and inclusive fitness competition that is broadcast in every country around the world. He's responsible for changing the way people view their health and fitness and because of his work reduced the chronic health issues that plagued the US by 40%. Because of the inclusive format of the competition, politicians are having a hard time finding soldiers willing to fight other countries because they have discovered the com commonalities in being human. It's the largest single, he's also the largest single contributor to ending human trafficking with Operation Underground Railroad. Worked with a team to create the most effective military transition program, AJ Richards. That's gonna come back around for you guys at the end of this call, so be ready. So how can we grow from our failure? We create new routines. How we can grow from our failures is we can learn how to create new routines. I fail, I look back, I see what worked, what didn't work, I add that to my routine. Make sense? We can learn from those failures, but we have to be willing to apply where we failed to that next step. Daily mantra, you must talk to yourself every single day. This is not, a, uh, this is not an option. If you are really set out to create value and growth in your life, you must talk to yourself positively every single day. There is not one successful person. And when I say successful person, I'm talking people that have it all working. I am not talking about all the money. I'm not talking about the best marriage. I'm not talking about the best health. I'm talking about somebody who encompasses everything. You look at them, you're like, wow, they may not be the wealthiest, but they're financially well off. They may not be the healthiest, but they can, you know, go run a mile if you ask them to, right? I'm talking about well-rounded. Those people know who they are and they know who they are because they tell themselves every day what they're capable of, okay? So a daily mantra. Morning meditation. They have some sort of routine. They may not be sitting cross-legged with, you know, the lotus and oming in the morning, but they have some sort of meditation process for them. It might be running. It might be in the gym, listening to positive self-talk or self-conversations and their headset in the gym, but some sort of morning meditation where they've dedicated a certain amount of time for themselves to be in tune with themselves. Gratitude, gratitude journal. Training your mind every day to look for what you're grateful for will help you be willing to be uh, uh, accept failure as a value because you're comfortable with yourself. The more you become comfortable with who you are, the more you're comfortable with failure because it doesn't mean anything, right? When we're uncomfortable with ourselves, every failure we make piles on to one more negative self-judgment. But when you know who you are and what you're capable of and, what you, and, and, that you, and you love yourself, you've developed self-love and self-forgiveness, you can fail and gratitude journaling is one way to really help with that because it trains the mind to look for the things that it appreciates the most, okay? The last one I have on my list here is physical training, some sort of physical exercise. It's essential for human beings. 
It's not an option. I don't care if it's five burpees, if that's where you're starting, or if it's 500. Something that gets you in the physical movement is absolutely essential. There are hormones that will only be released in the body when you're moving. Also, the mind moves when your body moves. Okay, so if you're feeling stuck, look at your routines. Are you in some sort of movement, uh, uh, consistent movement daily? So my question for you are, so my question for you are, what are you willing to do to succeed? Are you willing to face fear and call on failure? Call on failure. Are you willing to learn how to move quickly from one failure to the next? Are you willing to wake up and realize that we're all more, uh, that we are all are, excuse me, geez, can't say that, that we are all mortal and on a steady path to death? There's no questioning that. That is what we're doing. Part of living is knowing you're dying. We have an opportunity in the realm of the flesh, in this physical body, that we know for sure. Uh, we have an opportunity in the realm of the flesh that we know for sure. One, one chance to maximize our experience here as humans. We have one shot. We don't know what comes afterward. If I asked one of you guys, if you called me after this and you said, hey, I've been there, I know for sure what's coming next and we can do it again. Then I want to hear from you and I want that evidence. Okay. Because I'd like to know that. But right now, all of us on this call are listening to this. We know for sure we have one chance to maximize our experience on this earth to do something magnificent with it. But we only get to do that if we're willing to fail. To create the life we want to live, learn to block out the things that will rob you of your time. How much time do you spend working that can be taken back? Let me say that again. Some of you are workaholics. How much time do you spend working that can be taken back? Are you using work as a deflective tool? That's another good one. Sometimes we use work to deflect from other areas of, of our life that we're not maximizing because we feel guilty that we're not maximizing. So I'll have an excuse to stay busy. I'm too busy to do that. And in reality, you just don't, you're afraid of failing at that. How much time are you spending in front of your phone or television? That's the one that's most common for us in our day and age. There are so many streaming platforms and they're all vying for your attention. That is all their job is. How do I get you to lock in more? How many of us are winning at that game? In other words, not letting it suck us in. Apple committed $1 billion to original content to battle Netflix and other streaming platforms. You know that they're only investing that if they can get it back from you, right? That means they're doing whatever they can to get your attention. Look at our children especially if your kids are old enough to have social media. We, I had a conversation the other day with, um, with my oldest about social media, and it was just a conversation about they don't care about you. All they care about is money. So they hire scientists that know how to capture the mind's attention so that they can sell ad space. That's it. Which is why those who invented those tools don't even allow their children to have them. There's videos of, of um, the guy who made uh, Apple super success. Steve Jobs. Man, I can't believe I couldn't remember his name. There's videos of Steve Jobs talking about not allowing his children to be involved in social media or have iPhones. 
because they're designed to keep them sucked in, right? So are you aware of all that? The first step in transformation is awareness. After today, you now have a new level of that awareness. Now it's up to us to do something about it. So what are you willing to do? That's your question for contemplation and journaling. What are you willing to do? You have this awareness. These shows are trying to suck me in. All of this work is trying to pull me in. What am I avoiding in, in my life that I'm using these as my excuses? You might surprise yourself. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. Uh, there is a little bit of bonus information here if you're interested. So one of the calls to action that I give to my coaching people at the end of every call is some things they can do to actually start putting this into practice. And so in this particular case, the call to action is a 90-day goal, but written out as if you have already experienced it. Not a someday maybe, or not that I'm something I'm working towards, but I already have achieved this goal. And uh, so if you're willing to do the work, it's one thing to hear it and be inspired, but it's another thing and it puts you on another level when you actually go and take action on the new information you've learned. Uh, So thanks for listening. And if you're still around, I just want to share that this topic of fear and failure is uh, really uh, personal to me as it is, uh, as I'm sure it is to you as well. If you're up to anything fun or special in your life, if you're not just droning on through the day to day. But, you know, a couple years ago, I, st- well, in 2013, I started an event called Rush Club. Some of you listening know that, but it was a head dead fitness competition and it grew to about a quarter of a million live viewers. And we would have anywhere from 600 to 900 people in-house. So it was very successful by many of those standards. And, of course, I failed a few times. (laughs) Uh, And those failures led to the end of that business as I knew it. But not just that business. It cost me my gym. I owned a gym and I had to file bankruptcy. And it put us to a level of, of... uh, homelessness for a couple of months until we knew where we could find a place to live. Um, we didn't live on the streets or anything like that, but ended up staying with my mom. And then it just worked out that we were able to buy her home. But for a couple of months, we didn't have anywhere to go. And the reason I'm sharing that with you guys is there has been this this uh, idea and feeling on my mind that um, it wasn't time to give up Rush Club but that came with a lot of fear. And the fear was attached to the failure I'd already experienced and the fear of future failure. So I had to back off and ask myself all of these questions that I just shared in this episode to really dig deep and discover for myself who I was willing to listen to, right? The light wolf and the dark wolf. The dark wolf being the one that keeps you playing small, the light wolf being the one that is practicing self-forgiveness in a way that has you live up to what you're capable of. So, uh, hopefully you got some value out of this call, as I did, and you're willing to play big, to dust yourself off, and to keep going, just like those examples I gave with Walt Disney, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Oprah Winfrey, you know, and the list can go on and on. But none of those people got to the level of success or admiration that we give them without being willing to fail. So thanks again for listening. I will see you guys on the next episode.